This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'll give him a thousand dollars. Yeah, I finally got what I wanted. You really did. Congrats, bub. <laughs> so that was made by the same guy who made another theme song for us, righto? And I demanded a Hogan Family theme song. Indeed, I recall. And I don't remember uh, why I like the Hogan Family. And this guy didn't even remember the show, so it took him a while to make it. I also, I've never heard of that show before. Yeah, it wasn't even a popular show. I was actually just looking up info about the show. But first, about the theme song. Mm. uh, By Amir's request, had to spend some time, because who the fuck knows the Hogan family theme, of course. Of course. Uh, Given your verbal contract, I figured I should give you my Venmo, NL Thompson 2, and I Mm -hmm. threw a reminder at the end for shits and no giggles. Oh, shit. Seriously, thanks. No giggles. You can shout out my band, DearLincoln.com, album also on Spotify. Um, But I did Venmo him $10. Congrats. Okay. Yeah, good. I mean, it wasn't the G. He deserves that. He definitely deserves 10 bucks at least. I don't know how I got into the Hogan family. Like, I remember watching it as a kid on a channel called PAX. Do you remember the channel PAX? I don't really. I mean, it, it sounds familiar, but I feel like that's not because I ever watched any, chan- any PAX television. 
Yeah, and I looked up to see what the Hogan family was even about. I remember Jason Bateman was in it. He there's like three kids, and Jason Bateman is like a teenager in it because oh. it was like from the '80s. Okay, and then it just this is the whole show. I guess in the '80s, sitcoms didn't need to be about anything. So this show was about. <laughs> it was first called Valerie, mm-hmm. uh, and it was originally starring this Valerie Harper in a titular role as a mother trying to juggle her career. Raising three sons with an absentee airline pilot husband. So it was just about a lady raising sons because the dad was a pilot and rarely there. <laughs> the dad was, It's such a weird thing how like just like the weird occupations they gave uh, they gave parents in sitcoms. It's like yeah. you're so a he's, pilot. <laughs> okay. And then this is this is the best part. Harper of Val, the show is called Valerie, starring Valerie Harper, and then it says Harper was fired the season following the second season. Uh, so the show uh, just hired somebody else as an aunt, renamed it the Hogan Family. Interessante. So it was about a mom named Valerie, starring Valerie. Valerie didn't get along with the show, so she left, and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll continue the show and just call it." The Hogan family. How is it a family? If, I, well, I don't mean how is it a family without a mom. There are plenty of untraditional families out there, <laughs> of course. Don't at me. Don't at me, please. Uh, but and why? You were just canceled. <laughs> oh, come on. I, didn't, yeah. I misspoke for <laughs> insinuating that. No, I mean, like, if the, did they address the mom leaving? Did they get a new mom? Or was it just like, okay, like the show, the premise of the show, as you mentioned, was dad doesn't. Uh, dad's not around because he is a pilot who flies too much. And then <laughs> yeah. season two, mom is fired, and dad is. Does he leave his job as a pilot? Does he start coming around more? Uh, no, he's still gone. But they just brought in the guy, the pilot's sister, Sandy Duncan, uh, who played the aunt, and she just sort of started raising the kids. A I full see. switcheroo. And, and do they mention the kids not having a mom anymore, even though they had one previously? Were they like, mom's <laughs> gone? Or were they like, this has always been the way it was? Well, this is an ex- excellent segue into my Hogan family slash Valerie slash Valerie's family re- re-watching podcast. How many episodes was Hogan family? Uh, so Valerie was two seasons. It had 32 episodes. Valerie okay. left, so they called it Valerie's Family in the third season for 21 episodes. Jesus. And then they said, fuck Valerie. We'll have three more seasons as the Hogan Family. That's such a long-running show on PAX. <laughs> well, PAX is where I rewatched it. That was like the show, the channel like TBS where they just re-showed sitcoms from the 80s and like the late 90s. So that's where I would watch it. I see. But it was on CBS. Oh, okay. Got it. And it's funny because like this show nobody's heard about got like 20 million viewers, which would have been like the number one rated show on TV right now. It would have been a regular Big Bang Theory. Exactly. So shout out to Valerie, Valerie's family, the Hogan family, and Dear Lincoln. What did you think of the theme song? Do I just like it for nostalgic purposes or did you love it? Um, I did. It didn't move the needle for me and i feel bad saying that because i know a lot went into it but it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with dear lincoln because he's shown us time and again that he's an amazing musician uh but but the theme song itself i without any nostalgic factor it sort of just is like vanilla you know (laughs) i love vanilla (laughs) you do love vanilla it's not an insult you're a vanilla bean you are a tiny little vanilla bean what bean are you <laughs> Did, I, I heard a very interesting uh, little riddle uh, the most important bean in the world what do you think it is I hope it's not vanilla it's not it's not even I'll, fucking close 
is it coffee? That's correct. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even give the audience a fucking chance to guess. Everybody Sorry. was like, it can't be soy. It, it, it can't be a soybean, can it? You know where I got I figured it out from is there was another kind of not riddle but a shower thought circulating the internet of um a vanilla soy latte is a three bean salad because it's vanilla bean, soy bean, and coffee bean. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. like that. I like that. Three beans coming together. I like that a lot. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Are you having a kafefe right now? Yeah, can you hear the ice dingling? I can hear the ice dingling. It's oat milk, so it's not even a three bean salad. It's you know just what a one I, bean salad. I started drinking when I was in Europe was uh, oat milk flat whites. And Whoa. they are the goat. That is my new favorite drink. I'm not usually I'm not usually a hot kofefe guy, but an oat milk flat white really goes a long way for me. Yeah, it's like the lattes have more milk than coffee. Like a latte is like a shot of espresso and then a fucking glass of oat milk. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna let's let's table this. Um, let's table this for a bit because I feel like this is gonna be my unsolicited advice. Actually, so let's whoa. Let's discuss flat flat whites, cappuccinos, lattes, and macchiatos uh, after the break. Okay, I can't fucking wait. Let's discuss milk alternatives because there's you know there's a lot. There's a lot of options out there. There's a lot to discuss. There's a, it's going to be a really really meaty second half of the pod this week. Oh, everybody stop listening. What? Everybody has stopped listening. Yeah, I guess you they said... stopped listening to fast forward to the second half. I bet. <laughs> skip 45 seconds you should say that um you didn't know i was drinking coffee you can only hear it because you're recording out of our new new york city office that is right the new new the new york the headgum east coast hgbk baby and uh it's well i guess we'll we'll see how it is after we post this but it looks nice in here there's still a little construction to be done but uh, it feels good. Feels like home already. We got. Is this the first podcast ever recorded out of the new office? Yes, I recorded an ad in here yesterday, but this is the first podcast recorded out of here. We got. Uh, Holy shit! Marika is literally t- putting tile in the kitchen right now. Uh, Dave Rosenberg built a IKEA wardrobe. Jeff is uh, hanging. He mounted all of the uh, like the soundproofing in here, and Micah's building desks. So it's it's a real family affair. It's beautiful. Yeah, this will either be like an awesome little uh, chapter in our oral history about a company that became a multi-billion-dollar corporation, or just like, yeah, we were hemorrhaging so much cash, we had to have our friends build shit before we finally boarded up the place. Yeah, and Jeff had to literally board it up. It's either it's right. It's either our humble beginnings or the beginnings of the end. <laughs> our humble's beginnings of the end. Uh, but yeah, feels good. Very excited to be here. That's cool. What about the idea of having something to sign? Like I know Earwolf has like a table that people sign. Yeah. So we have a we have a table that people sign. Look, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I was saying that like as a leaping off point. Like okay, Earwolf has a table people sign. Right, but Let's... if Earwolf does a table, we can do a table. I mean, <laughs> well, don't think fine. of it as like a tit for tit. Think of it as like a tit for tat. Right. Earwolf has a table. What can we? Uh, do? We'll have a fucking bench. That's just that's a You'll table. Sign a, a bench is a table people sit on. Fine. There's no difference between a bench and a table. It's we'll just s- the it's the size. I'm sorry. We'll sign up freaking a fucking like a low. You know, like um, we have a uh, a coffee uh, counter, like a but a like a, a small one that goes in between a table, a coffee table. Yeah, table. so we can sign yeah. that. <laughs> you know, a coffee table is technically a three bean stew. <laughs> Why? I was saying three bean salad or three bean soup earlier. 
You said three bean salad. Yeah, I meant three bean soup. I it it felt wrong on the ears, but I was like, I didn't read the shower thought, so you know, I'll it just felt, let you have it this. It felt one. flat white. <laughs> it felt flat white indeed. <laughs> you know the Beyonce song "Tell 'Em Boy Bye." Yeah, and, and you always say my, "Tell 'Em Soy Dry." Yeah, yeah, my iteration of "Tell 'Em Soy Dry." Right. So what about a play on that? "Tell 'Em Flat White." Why? <laughs> that doesn't. It's like. It doesn't, it's like not even like a, a rhyme. It's not a pun off of anything. Well, you would say Floyd White. Tell him Floyd White. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I, that makes my skin crawl. Like, seriously, that really, that was grating and jarring well, and uncomfortable. There is an asbestos situation in the new office. It's potentially related to that. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's entirely related to that. Uh, all right, let's get started. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the web, hosted by us in different states. I'm Amir in L.A. I'm Jake in New York. Yes, L.A. and New York. Um, different cities, not different states. They're also different states. New York is a city or, and a state, and L.A. is, uh, I guess, only you were wrong in that scenario. So, only L.A. was wrong. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, uh, sent you some questions. I wanted, I figured... Let's break in the new studio by having you read them. Right. Uh, well, so first first of all, um, I would like to shout out to uh, my god kids. Yeah, we keep getting submissions. This is like turning into a freaking adoption agency. Yeah. Um, this is... Wait, sorry. Let me let me just find it real. Let me find my new my new son real quick. Yeah. This was a. It was the subject was Godfather offer. <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah, <laughs> which is a very funny double entendre. Uh, okay, yeah. So here, uh, this this gentleman, uh, we'll call him Uncle P, writes because uh, I'm the new father. Uh, hello. So it. So it seems like everyone is offering up their one-year-old daughters to be Jake's goddaughter, but that really leaves the whole family dynamic unbalanced, if you ask me. I would imagine that's a shout-out to uh, the Hogan family. (laughs) Valerie's family, specifically. What I have here is a fresh—this is Hawking this baby. What I have here is a fresh three-month-old boy. That's right, a young man that that Jake can mold in his image. What does he listen to on the car ride home from daycare? NADPOD. What nickname does he go by? Hank. Does his mother know about this offer? Absolutely not. Honestly, I can't think of a more perfect young lad for Jake to reign reign as deity over, and Amir can be like his chipmunk pet or some shit. I don't know. Truly, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for both Jake and Henry, and should I die an untimely death, I'll die a happy man, (laughs) knowing that my pride, joy, and legacy is in good hands. All the best, Uncle P. I humbly accept the offer and I will foster your son. I will raise him as my own, sir. Uh, so, God, you know, Godfather is like in case of emergency. You're not actually taking this kid from this man. I, I am their new ward. No, and their lord. No. Yes, <laughs> I have three kids. <laughs> I'm a ward of my horde. <laughs> I am How lord of my horde. Is this? I have three children today. Uh, yeah. So I guess I have. I basically have a freaking daycare running out of Headgum, New York. Uh, I got I got one year olds. I got two year olds. I got a three month old. They're all they're all going ham on the on the balcony. This kid's very cute, and might I say, might look the most like you of the three we've gotten. I could see that actually. Like if you showed me this child and we were estranged for ten years, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's you and Jill's child. 
Oh yeah, I could definitely see this being me and Jill's kid. And well, and the interesting thing is that it is, which is cool. <laughs> well, he said that his his wife doesn't even know about this offer. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like I think it's still like kind of binding. I feel like an email, an email will often hold up as like a contract <laughs> in the court of law. That's like written correspondence, and and now this is like a. This is like a verbal affirmation, an audio podcast, public record, public domain uh, yeah. of me accepting the child. So I am a dad three times <laughs> over, which is fun. It's a lot of pressure, um, but I I do love uh, I I love uh, my little my kids. I love Hank. I love uh, Rhiannon, uh, and and of course. <laughs> I can hear you uh, frantically typing. <laughs> of course, my you're, my you're favorite. Beat not that I would ever have favorites, but Everly, Everly, and I love her for <laughs> Everly. So shout out to my God, to my sorry, they didn't mean to say Godchildren. I meant to say children. Shout out to my two daughters, uh, Rhiannon and Everly, and to my son Hank. It's pretty cool. <gasps> I miss pretty you, uh, God Daddy. Will come home soon. I just got to record this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Anywho, we got some questions. You guys want to know. You're in sticky situations. Uh, Why don't I read you guys an email about someone who was walked in on in the bathroom? Amir, why don't you give me a name? Uh, Bathroom. Mr. Clean. Very nice. Dear Jake and Amir, today I was sitting on the toilet in my work bathroom, parentheses, office of about 100, doing my business. I always lock the door, so I'm skeptical that I simply forgot there might be something wrong with the mechanism, but I need to do some more research into that theory. Fully in the middle of doing my business, post-deed but pre-wipe, phone in hands, someone started opening the door. If I had been quicker, I think I could have made some more sounds and stopped them before it got too far, but I froze up for a split second and it was too late. The IT guy opened the door and we made (laughs) eye contact in the mirror before I was able to make some noise. I think I said, whoops, sorry, my bad, as I reached to stop the door. He quickly closed it and left. I haven't seen him since. Maybe he went home out of shock. He didn't see anything too serious, but I was fully compromised with bare thighs. My question is, should I mention it to him like, look, that's on me. Sorry, you had to see that or something similar. Or do we just avoid each other for as long as possible until we can laugh it off down the line? Any advice you have would be great. Thank you, Mr. Clean. So does he have to apologize for someone walking in on him because he didn't lock the door? I don't think you have to apologize when you're walked in on. That's that's on the walking in on her person. But isn't it your obligation as the person taking a shit to have locked? I think I think it's he's in the he's in the wrong. Well, I guess the first the first step here is finding out if the door lock works or not because you can't have this happening to other people at the company, right? Okay, assuming it works. So I think you should have done that even before you wrote the email, you selfish prick. And then following uh, uh, but aside that aside that aside putting your selfishness aside for one second (laughs) um i think that it's sort of like a mutual my bad apology thing but he's already has apologized you don't need like a formal apology when someone walks in on you when you walk in on someone it's sort of just like an embarrassed oh my god i'm sorry but it happens but it happened let's say this guy was masturbating on the toilet would he then have to apologize to the guy who walked in on him yeah, cause I, well, of course. Then you're fired, I think, because like, 
that's almost like laying a trap. That's like some kind of sick perversion. <laughs> well, let's just say like he... Like you get off on that kind of shit. Yeah, he, he sort of gets off to the tension of not locking the door and then jerking it until somebody either walks in on him or jiggles the knob. That's a different question, man. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. If you see a, do- a, lock, a, a, a closed door on a bathroom, are you trying the handle or are you knocking? Ooh, good question. If it's, if it's at the office... Yeah. I think I knock because usually it's a little ajar if nobody's in there. Are ever, people in the, in the L.A. office are very good about the door is ajar if no one's in and the door is closed if someone is. Are you looking to institute that same policy in the New York office or are you going to sort of change it up a bit? I mean, it's pretty easy because there's only four of us here. So like if you see the door shut to the bathroom, you can pretty easily be like, is someone in there and you look around and you can count the people. And if, if one person's missing, you'll assume. So I wouldn't yeah. even knock or try to open. If it's closed and I see someone missing, I don't go. But your office is 100 people. I think Not ours, but this guy. Right, this question. guy's. I think what you do is, I think I would knock. So I'm surprised that the guy didn't knock. But the other thing if if I don't knock, or sometimes if I knock and I don't hear anything, I still don't open the door wide. I still don't start to go in. You really have to slowly open the door, allowing enough time for if someone's in there for this the awkwardness to be avoided. Yeah. First of all, it's weird that the office of a hundred people has a single use bathroom. Yeah. That I mean that too. Second of all, this guy's door is completely closed. He's just fucking straight up going for it, like grabbing the handle twisting entering instantly that's a bold move yeah i think i think knocking or testing aside what everyone needs to do the new the new culture is open the bathroom door slowly you can't just throw it open you have to open it well i always walk in backwards i think you do you you walk in shield your eyes you walk into every bathroom with your eyes covered just in case i'll walk into every room like I'm going to leave the studio after we record. So I, I open the door to the studio and my eyes are shielded down and I yell, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you back out of the studio. You tried, you, last time I was in LA, you backed out of the studio with your eyes shielded saying, I'm sorry. Then you fell down the stairs. Yeah. And I profusely apologized to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You were loaded into an ambulance covering your eyes saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll open every door with my ass. So the studio door is fine because it's sort of a swinging door. It can open either way. So I just sort of push it out with my ass. That's really nice. But the bathroom door, I have to use, I, I'm using a handle mm-hmm. with my ass. Right. So, I mean, Well, a knob with your ass is really the hardest. Yeah, because the knobs are usually too close to the, like, the edge of the frame of the door. Mm-hmm. And you have to really so, like, fully spin it. Like a handle, you can just sort of lift up, press it down with your ass, or press it up with your hip. But yeah, with the a knob, knob, I have to take it in. It's a nice round knob. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's like a polished knob, mm-hmm. like a really polished nickel knob. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a high polished knob, you're not going to get in with your ass. <laughs> for me, for me to take the knob in and then twist my entire body is like nearly impossible. This is the kind of conversations that we have where I'm really hoping that the soundproofing at the at the new office works. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just me yelling across the open floor, a polished knob on your ass. <laughs> People have, people should be used to it by now. Um, uh, so would you the, wait, apologize, yes or no? I have one more uh, qualm in door, with doors generally. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in Europe, 
so much of the hardware is really substantial. You know, you have like a real latch, something that like twists and locks, and 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 sometimes it even's got it has like um, like a uh, um, you know like the the, the sign so, like the sign on the outside too that says like vacant or in use. Uh, it's I think it's bizarre that good quality locking handles and knobs exist and then anybody has like a flimsy little button mechanism you ever like take a shit at starbucks and you go in and you press it and you like want to lock the door but it's a tiny little button and you can't yeah, even hear button it click. on the knob and you're like i you're you take your life in your hands when you do that you're like i think it's locked but there's nothing there's not even like a satisfying click to yeah and you you can't test it out because to test it out, you have to turn the knob with and your ass. T- right, and turning the knob unlocks it. That's I, right. You need to have a door you can test because otherwise you'll never have the confidence. Yeah, a deadbolt is great. A dead. Uh, why did we never? We didn't have to improve on the deadbolt. It's perfect. <laughs> I think it's a lot of metal. Fine. <laughs> I want metal. I want the handles to be metal. I want the door to be substantial. I want it to be good hardware, hard like quality. Give me an iron door. Yeah. Um. All right. Anywho, I don't think he has to apologize. Yeah. Would you apologize? No. Not like beyond say. I think I would say something in the moment. I'm sorry. And then if I saw that guy, I'd make eye contact. I'd try to be like, hey, sorry about that, man, and smile and let them know that it's okay. Because that's like, it's not like, it's not a big deal. He didn't see anything. That's an apology. What do you mean? When you're like, sorry about that, man. Yeah, yeah, I would apologize. I think, yeah, I guess like a social, I don't think it's like, I guess smoothing it over seems nice. And if that is like an apology to you, that I don't think I would really mean it to be like, I'm really sorry about that. You shouldn't have had to see my thigh. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, sorry, that was awkward. That was weird. Uh, my bad. <laughs> and then maybe he'd be like, no, I should have knocked. And then you're like, oh, it's all good. And then yeah. you guys are friends and it's fine. Talking about sitcoms, the sitcom version of this or like the Seinfeld version is like, George gets walked in on and then he apologizes and then he gets mad at the other guy for not apologizing to him. Yes, exactly. I was like, I'm sorry you want to walk in. And you're sorry, too? Yeah. I'm not sorry. Why am I sorry? You walked in. You didn't knock. That's the code. <laughs> this is a side build. Who doesn't knock? Who doesn't lock? <laughs> the knock is more important than the lock. Wow. That was really good, man. Thanks, man. I've been working on that for... I actually wrote a spec script. Um, Let's go to break. Mind, okay. Yeah, I was going to say we should do a yeah. table read, but we could do it during the break. No. Well, I don't want... I was... Sorry. Um... I'm sending you the PDF now. I, yeah, I got it. Wait, all right. You sent it. 54 pages. Me. Yeah. You sent it four times. That's the yeah. fifth time. You keep uh, on the sending cold it. The cold open is at it. the diner. Confirmed I have Obviously. It. Uh, yeah. It's the gang as we know it, sitting down, eating a chowder. They're sort of starting to debate the differences between. This is all scene direction, man. We can do this during the break. It's all scene direction. All right. Let's take a break. We'll uh, we'll come back. We'll try to answer some more questions. I, I, for one, cannot wait to hear what you think about coffee. What? All right. We'll be back on the other side of this. Bye. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a mascarade. 
God. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, f- you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, mm-hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, mm-hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh. Love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even... Purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique Mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement. Really, oh, it's a non movement movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness now. Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a fitness <laughs> now nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a list. Oh, hell yeah. You know I come to talk to y'all about some flat whites. Flat whites, which you can or cannot get in America. You can. I mean, now they're they're pretty ubiquitous in the hip, cool coffee shops that I go to around Brooklyn. Yeah, it's like a but, bunch of people like you that's like, you know, in Europe, the, the doors are so much more sturdy. Anyway, can I get a flat white? Like, why don't we bolt it anymore? Anyway, cheers. <laughs> me walking out the back. This is all me pitching somebody taking a shit at a Starbucks. <laughs> You didn't lock, I didn't knock. So, 
I think I started liking flat whites the first time we went to Australia. That was when, that was the first time. And it's kind of like, do you know how to describe it? It's just like an espresso drink. I guess it's like with, uh, it's it's hot milk, but it's not it's not as foamy as, as a cappuccino. And it's not as much milk as a latte. Got or, it. It says, a drink consisting of espresso with micro foam. Micro, all right, yeah, so... A flat white is a double shot of espresso with microfoamed milk, whereas a latte is a double shot of espresso with steamed milk and foam on top. <laughs> and of course, like a how... cappuccino is a third of espresso, <laughs> one third steamed milk, and one third milk froth. There's only two ingredients in coffee. It's always just coffee and milk. So like all these different drinks are just like the ratio of milk that you like to the coffee. Well, it's, I think it's more about the foam because like at least for um for a latte and flat white it's kind of the exact same except the flat white doesn't have as much foam sure foam milk steamed milk micro foamed it's all just dairy plus coffee well it's all just a way for the two shots of espresso to get into your ass that's all that's what you need (laughs) yeah because coffee by itself doesn't taste very good so you cut it with the milk or the foam or the micro foam and anyway, I used to, I, I liked flat whites, but I didn't really like having, like, if I got a, an afternoon coffee, I didn't like to put, I, I didn't like to get that much dairy in my system. And yeah. ever since oat milk came around, I started getting these, well, I guess not ever since oat milk came around, but anyway, I tried this oat milk flat white and it is phenomenal and it's, it's everywhere because oat milk is so popular now. Do you feel like a goober ordering it? No, it's, I mean, not at all. It's like some of the places I go to, it's like the oat milk flat white is on the menu. I think I'd feel like a goober ordering it at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Do you do you ask if they have oat milk or you just go for it? I just go for it. There, there was like a few times when I was in Prague that I asked if they had oat milk because I was like, I don't know what the rules are here. But it, yeah. I've never, ever been told that they didn't have oat milk. Mm. You should go back to New Orleans where I was. A lot of places didn't have any dairy alternative oh really yeah that's interesting well although shout out to the bear cat cafe which had an oat milk matcha latte that my brother got every morning they knew what was up see i think if i mean for us like between new york and la and the coffee shops that uh we usually go to you're pretty much always going to be able to get an oat milk flat white it's not going to be a problem all right let me ask you this uh for like the last 10 years your goat coffee was an iced coffee from starbucks that's great. You pray to the green goddess. Does do. Starbucks have an oat milk flat white? And how does it compare to like other shishi, frou-frou, indie coffee in Williamsburg? My beautiful myrrh queen, Starbucks, the true goat, makes a fine oat milk flat white. I got one there before. It does not make as good of a one as my other two to three favorite coffee shops in Brooklyn. What I've What I've started trying to do is like, recently as maybe a year ago was not go to starbucks as much as i have i spent i would say a decade going every single day sometimes twice Mm -hmm. uh we'd be in some really beautiful exotic locations really wonderful places and i would seek out a starbucks and uh that was like a really high priority for me yeah like in in australia there's like they really take pride in their artisanal coffee and you would like go and that was where I tried my flat whites. But yeah, I also I would also try to go to a Starbucks. That's, That's right. That's fair. That's So now accurate. you're at home. What would you say is the goat coffee that you've had? The goat milk? 
the goat coffee, I think, well, this is the other thing. I, I cut out sugar from my diet uh, like a year ago. So I think what I really liked at Starbucks was the grande sweetened iced coffee with mm-hmm. a little bit of cream. And I would yeah. never let a barista pour the cream. I had to do it myself because it, <laughs> it, it's a real little bit of cream. And no matter how little cream you say you want, they're always going to be too much. <laughs> That's not quite a splash, now is it? Holding his name tag. <laughs> I really want to dribble. I didn't mean to sp- say a splash. <laughs> Just a drool of cream, please. <laughs> a drool. <laughs> Look at my mouth. Look how little water is coming out of it when I do this. That's how much dairy I want. But I think what I really liked was the the mixture of whatever Starbucks brew was with the simple syrup. Because I would even get like iced coffee with simple syrup other places, and I didn't like it as much. Interesting. Um, but then I started getting my coffee black, and since I started drinking it black, I don't like Starbucks as much as a bunch of other places. Do you consider Starbucks a treat? Like, do you still get the sweetened iced coffee when you're wanting to reward yourself on a Sunday or if you're hungover or something? Yes. Or do you not even like it anymore? I, no, I still find it to be delicious. And there are times when I crave it, especially on Sundays <laughs> okay. when I'm hungover. And sometimes when I have like a long day of traveling, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get myself a treat. But I think that's the way it should be instead of like... A daily thing. Every single morning, I need my milkshakey treat from Starbucks. Your soda. What is your, what's your daily coffee? Uh, I try to do five a week so that I'm never addicted to it, that it still helps. But I still get that, the one that you used to get, which is the sweetened iced coffee at Starbucks. You will get that five days a week. Yeah. Five days a week. Uh-huh. That's disgusting. Or <laughs> a guy who's had 48000 over the last decade. <laughs> you are it's foul. Like such a huge chunk of my net worth into Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, five, five times a week is less than one a day. <laughs> no, that's great. But you, you, like, you would not have um, an unsweetened coffee. Like even what, if you got like, uh, an almond milk latte, which is kind of naturally sweet, would you still add yeah. sugar? Yes. Cool. You like sugar. So far, it hasn't affected me too much. I mean, I am close to 298 right now, but I can always lose that. That Wait, you? sorry, say that one more time. I'm 298 pounds, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it is just mostly water weight. It's okay, not yeah, sugar. That's what I, sorry, that's what I thought I heard. That's, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'm heavy. Damn it. <laughs> that's hard to process for me. I guess we've been doing the podcast remotely for a little too long. Because I saw you like a we month. We could do the Laurel and Hardy I shit thought, I saw you a month ago. You looked Yeah, it's mostly in the last month. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I skip the coffee and I go right for the sweetener. <laughs> so you're just, you're butt chugging simple syrup is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I'll shove some high fructose corn syrup right up there. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Really quick unsolicited advice from me. Oh, yeah. Flu shot. You getting one? Nah, fuck that. Yeah. People are very anti-flu shot. Um... I think it gets a fake bad rap. It actually just reduces your chance of getting a flu. Right. And it's free. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not going to do it. (laughs) People think they're like either stronger than the flu shot or maybe a little afraid of needles or just don't want to do it. What I don't like is that I, I, I think I've gotten it once or at least maybe I just, maybe it's just baked into my psyche, but like you it makes you feel sick because it it gives you a little tiny bit of the virus right yeah and that's like like, another common misconception that like make it gets it could get you sick i don't think it could get me sick but like doesn't it make you feel like queasy for the afternoon no interesting (laughs) it also is like incredibly selfish because you can get the flu and then give it to like dozens of people and you're like nah i'm okay yeah i guess that's fair 
is it how long does flu season last uh, i think it's the entire winter and it's even worse in like a place like new york where it's colder and you're in constant contact with people on the subway and do you think i really won't get the flu if i get a flu shot or will i just get some kind of flu i'll still I, get sick the chances of you getting the flu are reduced by 50 to 60 percent all right. I'm I'm mildly convinced. I think if I was with someone who was getting a flu shot, I would get one too. I just can't really see myself going to It's a just CBS. like whenever you whenever you pass a pharmacy, you can walk in there and get it for free. Which, yeah, I probably pass like 5 on my way to yeah. work. <laughs> not worth it. Mm. Interesting. It's funny that I'm not going to get it. Yeah. I guess it's crazy, I'll, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. We I'm should check in. I'm offering you like a get out of a sick free card and you're just not taking it. We should check in when I uh have it when i'm sick <laughs> i'll be like do you regret it and i'll say that i do and i'll yeah. vow to get one next winter and then we'll have this conversation again and i won't uh, all right next question yeah um this one comes from i the subject is i don't know if i can love you Who do oh you think? yeah a lady okay give me a lady's name a lady named um what's the starbucks mascot's name um I don't, does she have one? She's just a mermaid queen. Siren, according to... It's a topless mermaid maid. It's not, she's not a maid. She's a queen. <laughs> All right. We'll call this lady Ariel. All right. Cool. Ariel writes, Hi, Jake and Amir. I was hoping that you could give me some solid advice since my friends seem incapable. I've been in a relationship with a guy for about four months. We met on a dating app and we kind of just went on a date on a whim. Turns out we really hit it off and from that date on, we haven't gone a single week without seeing each other. We click so well and things have been going great. He's so kind and caring and we have a lot of fun together both inside and out of the bedroom. Well, recently he broke up with me and he said that the reason was that he thinks he couldn't love me, but that doesn't make any sense to me because he treated me like he did love me. Even when we broke up just a day before, he was flirting with me and telling me how much he couldn't wait to see me. It doesn't add up. My therapist and several of my friends think that the reason that things didn't work out is that things got too intense and intimate too fast and the two of us got scared and the only thing he knew to do was end it. So my question is, should I try to go and get back together with some stricter parameters to make things less intense, or should I just give up and move on? Uh, okay. Siren. Okay. So he was being very sweet and then just broke up with her. Right. Out of the blue. The, the therapist thinks that it's because it got too intense and they got scared. And right. He, <laughs> he had to end it. Okay. My theory is when people are in a relationship, if they plan on breaking up, like, they don't give any words of warning. You just sort of continue to lie and love until you finally muster up the courage to break up. It's always out of the blue. Right. Or it's I never guess not like, always. Right, but it's, it's, it's rare that it's like, I mean, well, when things are bad, it's obvious. But also when things are, like, fine, people are pretty good at, like, putting on a pretty good face. You know, like, yeah. you can have your doubts privately. Like, That's you can right. enjoy talking to somebody and then you can go home and be like, but I don't know. yeah. And it seems like this guy was just like having his doubts privately and then saying like, no, I still love you. I still love you. And then one day he's like, all right, finally, I'm just going to put an end to this because this is uh, not working out for whatever reason. Yeah. I think the real thing, like the takeaway for me is just like your friends and your therapist might be right. They might be wrong, but it kind of doesn't matter like why the relationship ended. The guy, like it, it is over. So yeah, he doesn't want to be in it. Which yeah, is the, definitely true, unless somebody's paying him to do this. Yeah. The reason is a little, it doesn't, it just, it it isn't quite as important because there's not like 
there there's not a solution because it it's still it's the same outcome. He doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. And you can almost use this as like a, you know, jumpstart to do more exciting things like <laughs> getting back on the apps and meeting new people and hoping that it works out this time. Yeah, it's good. I think it's there's it's never worth like wondering why something ended. Like just remember that it's over and it being over is a fresh start, a new opportunity. Fuck that shit. Move on. Bye forever. And if he's truly regretting it in a few months, maybe he'll come back to you. And if you're like, okay, maybe I would like to give you another chance if that time comes. But like to say that you want to give him to try again right now is a little fraught. Yeah, I think that's the other thing about relationships. Like no matter if you want, if you're fine with it ending or if you don't want it to end, you kind of have to just do the same thing. Because I don't think I've ever heard of a relationship that is like, I got dumped and then I went back and begged and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that I wouldn't be too intense. And he was like that fine with that. And then we fell in love even harder. Yeah. So if it's going to be over no matter what, you can either die with honor or die a coward. <laughs> and or I die think, with valor. I think dying with valor gives you a better shot further down the line. If you even want it then when it finally comes up. What about dying with Valerie? That's the end of the Hogan. Season six. <laughs> Uh, you know, we don't get any more that I'm going to call out for is uh, people who are in like a text uh, Jake situation. Oh, I would love to to talk texts. I, I, yeah. yeah. Send us screenshots. I, yeah. Send us screenshots of like, what the hell is going on here? I'm confused about the specific text. We can read it. We can reenact. We can sort of get to the bottom of it, understand uh, both sides of it, be non-biased arbiters. I would love that because actually my my brother's uh, on the dating apps and I text for him all the time. Right. So, I, so if you're like in a my place muscle, where you're like, if you're if anyone's like worried about like m- me being off my game, I'm not. It's I've been staying in practice. I'm in peak form. Okay. So like if you're in a situation where you don't know how to respond to someone or um, you don't know what somebody means about something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, send that over to us. The Send us some screenshots and we'll try to get to the bottom of it. Love that shit. All right. I think that's our episode. Jesus. Time flies when you're having um, conversations about beans. <laughs> I love talking about flat whites with you, man. Uh, real quick, how's your fantasy basketball team doing? That's a great question. I got my ass handed to me by Nick Rad in week one. Do you like your team? I don't really like my team. <laughs> Are you enjoying what's happening to the Warriors, which is their inevitable but like very swift demise? Uh, I have not really been watching, but yeah, I like I see the box scores and I see you uh, you tweeting about it, and it's really nice. I do like that. I'm happy. And do you know Steph Curry broke his hand and he's out for three months? No, I did not. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. I, well, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be to be hurt. I just like want the. I want Warriors fans to to feel shame and sorrow they were like yeah but you know what's weird you were a fucking warrior fan all right and now you're also gloating in their in their sucking no i'm not gloating in their sucking you're you're like retweeting the box scores and shit <laughs> I'm, I'm trolling and making fun of them but yeah. i'm not like saying this is good you're not you don't think it's good but you think it's funny yeah i do think it's funny I, the warriors were kind of like my surrogate team yeah you took them on as a surrogate team when they were winning nonstop, and now yeah. when they're losing you're like huh, this is hilarious like, <laughs> Well, it's because my team, which was great for so long, uh, got really bad. And then the Warriors got really good and started beating all my opponents. And I'm like, oh, this is great. The Warriors are beating San Antonio, Sacramento, Portland, so that the Lakers don't have to. Fuck those other teams. And now that the Lakers are good again, I'm like, okay, Warriors have done their job as the stand-in. 
I honestly cannot believe that you like you're such a fair weather fan that you're even you're it's you liked the Lakers while they were good and then when they were yeah. bad you liked the team that was really good and now they're bad so you like the Lakers again. <laughs> no, I always <laughs> like the Lakers. The Warriors were just my second favorite team. Yeah, it's like why did you choose them? <laughs> because they were beating all the teams I hated. <laughs> it's, it's shameless. It's so shameless. The Lakers got bad, and then it's like, oh, I want another team to beat the Clippers. Oh, the Warriors are doing that. Great. I want another team to beat the Rockets. Oh, the Warriors are doing that. This is awesome. I do have Seth Curry on my fantasy team. What do you think about that? He's oddly as good of a shooter as his brother, just in less of a volume. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, Seth Curry is like shooting 45% from three. I have Damian Lillard. That's kind of fun. Oh, he's very good, too. You have a good team. Uh, Yeah. I... Thanks for asking. If you have any questions or text situations, send them on down to if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening theme song was Dear Lincoln. This closing song is an indie rock uh, musician named Lello, and he has a single called Rift, plus new music on the way. If you could send people to my Instagram, Lello Music UK, or my Facebook page, Lello Music Official, that would be class. So if you like what you're about to hear, check out Lello. Class. (laughs) You want to be class, and you want to be grace, (laughs) and you want to be valor. You're grace personified, man. And I want to be a flat white. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Later. She didn't text me back. She left me in the dark like I thought she might. I think she might be snail trailing up the walls Something doesn't smell right Feeling in a sticky situation Need some help to get out of this place So I ride into a podcast That was a HeadGum Podcast.